Good evening and welcome to Truth Be Told, where we tackle various topics all from a biblical perspective. Hi, I'm JP and I'm here with my bride, Christy. Hi, everyone. Today is Wednesday with the Word and we are discussing and reading Romans chapter 11. My lady, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they've killed your prophets and torn down your altars. And I left am alone am left and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee of bow. Even so then, at the present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then... Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the election have obtained it, and the rest were blinded, just as it was written. God has given them a spirit of super, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, to this very day. And David said, Let their tables become a snare, and the trap, and stumbling block, and the recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened, so that they do not see, and bow down their backs always. So we dive in here, and one of the things that jumps out of me about these first 10 verses is Elijah and what he did right before what is brought up here. Right uh-huh. before that, he faced off against all the, you know, prophets of, and priests of Baal. Mm-hmm. And he had mocked them like half the day, just telling them to call to Baal and all these different things while he poured all kinds of water on his offering well his offering offering to the Lord right and just doused it with water and then eventually he calls on the Lord to you know burn the sacrifice and he fire comes down from heaven and burns it up right right away so Elijah has this moment where he is, I think it at least seems that he was cocky mm-hmm. in what God was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around because he gets threatened by the queen mm-hmm. and is like, oh, woe is me. There's no one else. Israel's killed all the prophets. It's just me. And we all do that often. Not mm-hmm. throwing him under the bus, but obviously the Lord... That's not true. Mm -hmm. I reserve 7,000 men besides you. So, you know, then it goes on and talks about it that, you know, um, we're saved through grace, not works. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. The, The elect have obtained it and the rest were blinded. So the chosen have obtain salvation Mm -hmm. and I think in those beginning verses right in there between like two through five Mm -hmm. 
when I was studying, I was reading how God often doesn't use use a large group of people to get his will done. He often starts with a small group um, or just a very, very small group of people to do miraculous large things. A remnant, yeah. Yes, I mean, over the remnant. I mean, how cool is that, right? Yeah, over and over again, there's examples of that in the Bible. And then it talks about how their eyes are darkened and they do not see. And, you know, just because they've turned away, then then they've missed their opportunity. Mm-hmm. And in this example, it's Israel. You know, it's talking about right. Israel as a whole, not, of course, everyone that is Jewish. Because Paul was obviously a Jew as well, and he mentions that. So we'll go ahead and uh, tie in the next several verses here. Starting with verse 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now if their fall is riches for the world, and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them, for if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, Branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said, but if you, because of unbelief they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell, severity. But towards you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut off of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivative olive tree, How much more will these, who are natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Let's stop there and talk about these verses. Okay. Um, Just at the very beginning here, something that stands out to me. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. Just in the very beginning there. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. You know, I think that's just a kind of a simple illustration. If you stumble, you can get back up. 
but if you fall, you're down. And I just, I think that that's well said there in the beginning of verse 11. Helps you get a visual. Right. Get it. Nice visual. Yeah. And this keeps reiterating the same again and again. That, you know, of course, the root, the foundation mm-hmm. is God Almighty and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the natural branches were to God's people, the Israelites. Mm-hmm. And they've been cut off because of their unbelief. Not the remnant that did and do believe, but the one unbelief caused them to be cut off. And we are grafted in because of our belief. Right. Even though we're not natural of that tree. Right. And they can be grafted back in. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is repent and believe. Just mm-hmm. like us all. The, the gift of salvation from God is complete mm-hmm. and thorough mm-hmm. and beyond our little understanding, which we're going to get into in the verses ahead. But as we ab- seek to obtain understanding through studying Him and His Word and drawing closer to Him, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, We want to gain knowledge... Not, you got to be careful, the world wants to be smarter and smarter and smarter. It's not that. We want to draw closer and closer to him. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, that's what we're working through here. I think about those trees grafted in. It makes me think about the apple trees out front in front of our home where your grandfather, I believe, planted those and those have grafted together two different mm-hmm. trees and how they just produce beautiful apples, you know, and mm-hmm. just come together. You wouldn't know those were two different trees that came together unless you were told. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. So we want to pick up on verse 25 and go ahead and finish out. the Sure. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. The blindness in part that hap- has happened in Israel until the... F- fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The Deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob, for this is my covenant with them. When I take away their sin, concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gift and the calling of God are in... Can you help me with that, please? Irrevocable. I'm sorry. For they were once disobedient to God, yet they now obtain mercy through the disobedience. Even so, these also have been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them to all disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. All the depth of the riches, both the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or... Who has become his counselor, or who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him. For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom the glory forever. Amen. So, in these verses, it continues on, um, and it really points out how we're all disobedient, and that we are in need of mercy. And we are given mercy by God Almighty. And our disobedience allows him to show how merciful he is. 
Right. Uh, really, I, I feel like it, if you were going to pick out, I mean, it, I know it's hard, but I like to pick out the power verse or power verses in a chapter. Right. And I really feel like the last from 33 to 36, it's already alluded to fearing the Lord earlier in this chapter, how that's a good thing. It You just briefly glazed over it, but... Then it comes into this and just talking about how far beyond our understanding he is. Like, I'll just read those verses again, starting in verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out so far beyond what we can understand. For who has known the mind of God? I... I I visualize if we were just like given like all that's in the mind of God, I just visualize our mind exploding in a millisecond. Right. Just boom, you know, just so far beyond what we can handle. Or who has become his counselor? Who can, you know, counsel the Lord? Right. Or who has first given to him of course not. You know, everything we give is like filthy rags to him, you know. And how and it shall be repaid to him. There's no way we can repay him for our eternal life he's given us. And then the last verse just drives it home. For of him and through him and to him are all things. Mm-hmm. To whom be glory forever. Amen. And I think this is where we find fulfillment in worshiping and drawing closer to our creator. And without that, we try to fill our lives with sinful things that aren't of Christ, you know? I mean, I think this shows that you are going to want to to just know him and be closer to him and that's how your life can be filled. It's the only way you really try really truly find fulfillment. Right. Yeah. That just speaks to me that way. Yeah. Did you have anything else on chapter eleven? I did not. I do not either. So thank you all for joining us and until next time. Be blessed. Bye.